0: everyone and welcome back to That's Lame, the equestrian podcast for horse girls from horse girls. Welcome back everyone. Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. Firstly, I'm sorry for like the brief interlude where we didn't record anything and we said that we were... I think we both just got a little bit caught up with Christmas and New Year and we had a few little like, things go wrong on the yard and that took our time up basically, didn't it? Yeah,
1: it's been a hectic beginning of the year.
0: Yeah, I, I say I always feel like, you know, especially with like our last episode being all Christmassy, I'm like, yeah, everything's going to slow down, it's all going to be chill and then I'm like, no, it's not slowed down, we're just still steamrolling on through.
1: I find though that actually I'm coping really well in January so far. So am I, I mean, it is day four, um, <laughs> so
0: kudos to us. Um, <laughs> Unreal, we're surviving out here.
1: Maybe I should change that though. <laughs> it's only been four days. No, I think, I think mentally I'm going into the year in like a better... Frame of mind, but I think it's because I've basically planned so much to happen in January that it's not a limbo period because I've just got a lot on, which I think actually is helping me because it's giving me a bit of focus and structure. as I think it's easy sometimes to just blank January out completely and become like a nothingy month. If
0: you go into it with the mindset of, oh my God, January's going to be so long and so terrible, then it will be. But if you go into it with a like, let's get through it and spring is around the corner, then you're fine.
1: But also, I think sometimes I might be going the other way and that I need to actually be aware as well that like It's the first month, and I need to like chill out a little bit. Yeah, you don't want to like burn out before it's even started. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Okay, so brief lame and sound lame is that our broodmare had a broken tooth, which is why we didn't get to record last week because you know a broken tooth, vet visits, it's always going to take precedence over a podcast, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, guys, (laughs) but luckily that's all now sorted. And sound is that my horses were clipped, and they just look great at the
1: moment. Yeah, I think that's one of my sounds actually. Terry's had a full clip, and he. just looks so smart a
0: fresh trim is like perfect I looked it? at him in
1: the mirror when I was riding around and I thought oh my god
0: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it it's you. stunning I know having them fully clipped I feel like for me it like gave me like a fresh mindset like we were just saying about January it made me be like yeah I can actually do anything because they look great so they're gonna go great
1: it's like when with people though when they have like a completely new haircut or they like dye their hair a different color it's like a glow up yeah yeah but a lame for me I feel like I always say it's the weather, but I feel like it is actually the weather this time because it's exceptionally bad. Yeah. But how was your New Year's? We spent New with Year's together, so. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> we went to the races this year, though, which I'm actually really... Which was really... cold and wet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad about because I've never actually been to the races before. Yeah, we're not that type of horse girl. I've been to the point-to-point once, but I've never been to the races. So I was quite pleased to start the year doing something I've never done before.
0: Yeah, okay. Oh, nice mindset, yeah. You're welcome. Nice. okay so new year's resolutions do you do and do you stick to your new year's resolutions
1: I would say that this year I've gone more into detail with my resolutions than I ever have before. Okay. Normally I just sort of vaguely think about some things I want to do. You know, there's lots of like January things. Like
0: Veganuary. Yeah,
1: or like Dry January. I mean, I've never done Dry Jam, but you know what I mean? I yeah. might do one of those as a novelty and then maybe think of a couple of things just in my head. But actually this year I've structured them a bit more, which I've personally quite enjoyed actually. What do you think about,
0: I've seen a lot of people and quite a few dressage riders actually that put up things like why do people do January 1st like New Year's resolutions like if you want to change you can change at any time if you want to start your fitness journey you can do it at any time if you want to start a diet you can start it on a Tuesday and I'm like some people like having a start point yeah I,
1: I think that's a bit of a cult following bandwagon situation where people think they're different by saying that but actually they're one of many like you're it's not a novel thought no it's everywhere online being like just start now blah 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 and fair enough like if that works for you do you, it. Do you. You know, if you want to start before New Year's, then do it. But for some people, especially—I mean, this is like so going off on a tangent. Especially in terms of things like addiction, if people are like, (laughs) "I want to give up drinking, or I want to give up smoking, or sugar, or something like that," actually having a date to prepare mentally and to get like ready can really help people. So I don't think there should be any stigma with.
0: No, I I don't like it when people say. I don't think it's a
1: weakness either. I think people just operate differently yeah I agree I quite like having a last like hurrah before I would say
0: (laughs) last hurrah I would say though my yoga teacher said something interesting she was like if we look at astronomy this is again such a tangent I'm sorry if we look at astronomy then the new year starts in spring so she was like January and winter is a time that you need to look inward and like hold yourself together not try new things because according to the stars it might not work and I was like wow you're so cool but in the same breath I'm still going to try something Things because
1: you know, what do you think about goal setting with horses?
0: Oh, I don't really like goal setting with the horses because I always find that it kind of doesn't come true.
1: That's what I think, yeah, especially if you vocalise it. Yeah I like
0: having a little oh I'd like to do this and I have gotten a bit better actually at saying I want to do x y and z but not like publicly like I'm not going to post on my Instagram and be like this year I'm gonna do this and
1: this and this. I think it's really brave when people do that because I personally wouldn't want to in case it didn't happen. Yeah. But then that's just my mindset in general but when people do that I'm sort of like god you must be brave. Yeah because I think when you write something and post it in particular then it's real like it's very different like thinking of a goal in your head and actually writing it down in saying that though i have written some more Specific goals with Terry, for instance, this year, and there are some that I'll share on the podcast, and others that I want to sort of like keep to myself because, like you, it's almost if you say it, it's that like superstitious sort of it won't happen. Yeah, and I'm terrible like that. And then
0: you don't want to feel like a failure because you haven't achieved it. In yeah, brackets. I used to find it really difficult when I was on programs and like doing the Young Rider things because at the beginning of the year they would say, "What's your goal for this year? What percent?" Do you want to get yeah i hate that international judges at the europeans i hate Please tell me now what
1: you want to get i hate percentage I ones it's just ridiculous. because then at the
0: end of the year they'd be like okay so why didn't you do that and i'd be like because like eight months ago me was stupid and like thought that i could achieve x y and z when you know and then this went wrong and this went wrong and this went wrong but it would make me feel like a failure
1: i would never do percentage goals i didn't want to do it it was something that i was tasked with it's too with pressurising. I mean, yeah. again, people are different. So for me, like with horse goals, especially sports specific, I tend to go more for like levels. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, I would love to, for instance, do a PSG at Premier League this year. Yeah. Or one of my other ones for Terry is to step up to like into one, whether that's just like one at like a local show. But I think doing it like that's a little bit healthier because goal setting is complicated, especially with horses, because
0: there's so many factors involved and so much can go wrong literally everything can
1: go wrong you know you could write all these goals and like god forbid they could go lame like tomorrow or have like a career ending injury you know it's like you don't want to set the bar too high and it not be attainable
0: Yeah. In saying that, though, I would say some of my New Year's resolutions are horse based, but they're more around my mindset and the horses. I was given one by my mother and um, that is to practice what I preach on this podcast. Um, So I was like, oh, thank you. Yes, I I do say a lot of um, stuff that is, is useful to people. Do I do it? No. So I think maybe this year I need to practice what
1: I preach. It's good to have a mixture, isn't it? I mean, like you probably have some sport-specific ones in terms of like competitions and levels and then you probably have some some other ones to do with just... Sometimes it can even be like horse behaviour. You know, if it's with a young horse, like, oh, improve their confidence in the arena or, you know, it can just be so tiny but just like a little Yeah, and
0: I would say as well that leads us back to working in January with the horses and how hard it is. And if you have like this little like inkling in the back of your head and you're like, you know, I'm working now. So that I can go and compete at this level under the sun in the summer and know that I've put in the training. And it kind of keeps you going a bit. What are your New
1: Year's resolutions? Wickedness. Oh
0: I have written them down so that I don't forget them. Okay, one of my main ones is quite broad, but it's to be more disciplined. And I would say I do have discipline in my life, but I was thinking this through and I was like, I think during COVID times and during lockdown, I got so lax with the horses in that there was nothing to train for. So I kind of just gave up training a bit. I just kind of would just get on and just have a jolly time and get off. And that was so much easier to do. Then getting on and thinking, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this. And then, you know, tomorrow I'm going to do this and this and this. And I need to get back into that frame of mind. I think I need to be more like, nope, today I'm going to work on canter pirouettes and then tomorrow I'm going to work on trot. So I'm just being a little bit more disciplined. And so far it's working actually. I mean, we are on day four, <laughs> but already I'm feeling like it's giving me a better mindset. Me
1: at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> you're yeah. doing really well so far. And yeah, day- I'm, I'm literally like <laughs> killing it. <laughs> Any like competition ones? I would love to do a PSG with
0: Simba. I have, what is it, 361 days to get that going. I would say it's a very long way off at the moment, but then you know, beginning of last year, I would never have thought that I would have done advanced mediums. So,
1: and also, it's just how you verbalize your goals. Like, it's not I'm going to do a PSG on Simba. It's I would love to if that oppor- yeah. if that opportunity arises. I mean, that's yeah. very different. It's yeah. the same as me. I would love to do a PSG at Premier League. Yeah, if it happens, you know, it's not like I'm going to. I have to. Or yeah,
0: I would also love to. <laughs> like using that word, I'd love to ride my first homebred juniper, who is being broken in this year. And again, I would love to do that. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. It'll be Years. after me. <laughs> Years after that. Evie's going to be the crash dummy. <laughs> and then I might sit on. I have a few more but these goals will either like age really well or age really, age really badly, badly when we listen yeah. back like at the end of the year I know I think my main one is to be more disciplined and practice what I preach
1: and it's hard to do everything like there's only so much we can do in one year I know literally there's literally. only so much we can work on with ourselves <laughs> there's a lot I wrong know, I know. what are your like specific ones well I've given a couple already I would say my main one is to celebrate the good days i would not very good at that I think because I'm quite driven and I always sort of make a lot of plans and I was even the same at uni that I put my all into everything give it 100% and then I get a good result but I'm always shrug it off
0: yeah yeah, yeah I know you know you I'm
1: sort of like oh well I only got that because of this or to say like with a dressage test if I did really well I'd be like oh well the judge just must have liked Liked him because that was wrong and that was wrong and it was nothing to do with the months of hard work do you know what I mean but that's what I do a lot and I've always been the same so I think for me it's actually like celebrating the good days and putting time aside to give yourself a bit of a pat on the back and sort of soak up the moment I think especially with horses because they're quite few and far between
0: I think sometimes we don't appreciate that we're living in the good
1: days yeah so yeah I'm, I'm also trying to like find positive in every session for instance yeah so like even if it's technically a bad session or hasn't gone well what was a good thing in it even if it's something so ridiculous and minor yeah stuff like that because i think i'm a little bit more on like the pessimist side of the scale empty. yeah, yeah.
0: So 2024 is a very exciting year
1: for sport because we have a Paris Olympics completely wiped that from my memory <laughs> from your memory like it hasn't happened yet no <laughs> I mean as in I didn't realize that that was happening this year it's not on my radar okay that's because you're not going you are know no but I mean that <laughs> there's been obviously a few years of being like oh Paris you know Paris 2024 and it Feels like it's still distant.
0: Yeah. But we're in 2024 it, now. I know. That's the weird
1: thing. It gets so hyped up, but it still feels so far
0: away because it's in the summer. Yeah. But it really will just be like a hop and a skip away. I'm really disappointed that we didn't manage to get tickets, but we'll be watching from home. So, Paris predictions. We're going to give what these, these are our predictions, bearing in mind, you know, it's horses, so anything can happen and new combinations might come up that we don't know about. And then I think after the Olympics, we can listen back to this and be like, oh, "We
1: were so wrong!" <laughs> we,
0: wow, <laughs> we don't
1: know what we're talking we, about. Yeah,
0: we have no idea. So my predictions, as it currently stands, would be the top four, and I think these four will be fighting for what place they want.
1: It's for the individual.
0: Yeah, yeah. Would be Jessica von can <laughs> say.
1: Okay, Jessica Applestrudel. <laughs> it's
0: going to be Jessica and Delaria. Yeah. I'm really sorry, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I'm not
1: going to do So, it. gold. For gold? No. No, I'm just saying top four. Okay. And they can fight it out but You're them. not doing medals? You're not doing specifically no, no, do no, medals? I, I, no, this is just for, like,
0: the straight Grand Prix and the special. Okay. Then Charlotte and Imhoptep.
1: Yeah. Lottie and Glamadale and Catherine and Freestyle. Yeah. Those are my top four fighters. Catherine and Freestyle is quite an exciting one, I think, because they haven't been on like a huge international circuit yet. No,
0: I would say though, since we last spoke about it, they have gone out to an international competition. Oh, yeah. And they got like 81% and there was a fantastic video online of the comparison between Charlotte riding Freestyle and Catherine riding Freestyle. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was it was so fascinating and it was a little bit of a shame that people took it upon themselves to like pit the riders against each other because I don't think that was the purpose of the video. It was just so interesting to see how different riders ride in different styles and for how the mare had developed over how many years it had been. But yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, so that's for the individual and the special. Then for the freestyle, specifically the freestyle, I think Lottie might come through and beat them because I feel like Lottie's freestyles themselves are better than the rest.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, having gone to London Horse Show, you really got that being sat in the stadium because her music is so spectator friendly yeah that people just bowed with it
0: yeah and i mean it's like lottie puts on a performance it's like she rises to a different level it's like the beyonce effect yeah and i mean the others are amazing but i'm not sure they've quite got that artistic flair like jessica's is beautiful to watch but i couldn't for the life of me remember what the music is
1: yeah and i didn't particularly like her music of the europeans no like i i don't
0: know what it is and i feel like because dressage needs to be more spectator friendly i do hope that the judges appreciate like a new modern freestyle that kind of makes the crowd go like yeah like let's get behind this okay so then for the teams i think team gb for gold i yeah. i'm manifesting it now that's what i'm rooting for then i think denmark second yeah they've got a really strong team they have because they've got freestyle and they've got nana Her horse is stunning yeah then i think germany third but germany could potentially knock it up to second i don't know it, it i mean it's gonna be so interesting to see in like the next few months like who appears on the international circuit and then i feel like usa are gonna be a curveball and they're gonna come in and get fourth
1: they did really well at tokyo didn't they
0: they did they i feel that like
1: stunning bay horse oh my god yeah
0: Being like this side of, you know, the world, we don't really hear a lot about the Americans, but they have brought Bohemian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That whole drama controversy, Bohemian's been brought by Americans to aim for Paris.
1: Interesting. It's just wild how strong our team is, though, like when you actually think of it.
0: Yeah. We're such a small nation. And, you know, I think we've spoken about in the past how a lot of our horses are bred in europe they're not like british bred horses and we do amazing with them who do you reckon is going to be on the british team though
1: the charlottes (laughs) the charlottes yeah so lottie fry charlotte dujardin carl do you think carl will be on the team yeah i think so you know there's only three on the team yeah, I think it is, Carl. Do you I think?
0: I think it will be. After watching Becky Moody's performances at Olympia, though, not Olympia, London International War Show, I feel like she is just going to improve. And obviously there's Gareth as well. And Gareth, yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing for us because we have such a strong field
1: to choose from. I think Carl will do it, though. Yeah. I think he'll get there. And I think it might be, like, his last hurrah. His,
0: his last hurrah? He's going to carry on, carry no, on, carry I on. No, like, I feel like...
1: I've no, just got not. a vibe, and he'll be like, "Thanks for having he me." He needs to become a surfer. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. at The <laughs> Olympics. <so> <laughs> Thanks for putting on this event for I'm done. Me. <laughs> And then he's like, "I'm retiring." <laughs> okay. Plot twist. Yeah, <laughs> plot twist. If that comes true, then we'll salute with, with a, yeah, "I'm retiring." <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like a mic drop, and then he'll just walk out. <laughs> also, I just want to say, actually, if if it is Charlotte. And Charlotte and Carl, their names all begin with a C. <laughs> <laughs> Which what in the like Jesus is a bit of a conspiracy theory <laughs> coming on there. <laughs> So, if you're listening and your name begins with a C, the probability is (laughs) that you're going to go to the Olympics. No, that you've probably got less of a chance because all the C's have been used up. All the C's have been taken. So, it's an E turn. It's turn for the E's. Okay, so you're going to go. Evelina Shreve with Terry. (laughs)
0: Plot twist. Major plot twist. General chit chat time, and we just wanted to briefly touch on the social media uproar that went on after the London International Horse Show. Because it was a shame, because it just, it, for me, it felt like it kind of took away from the success of the riders and what a great show it was. This is just about the dressage. did not know about the
1: show jumping. It really popped off. I was there. It was like carnage. No. <laughs> People were throwing hands in the audience. <laughs> Just starting rumours. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it wasn't. But yes, let's talk about that. I mean, I don't really want to get into like the ins and outs of it because I don't want to be called out for anything.
1: <laughs> Everyone, of course, is entitled to their own opinion. That's fine. But I think there's a difference between having your own personal opinion and voicing that opinion on a public platform of which you don't know how that opinion's gonna be interpreted how much it's going to blow up and also the effect of that opinion on somebody else because i think people bash these riders almost not seeing them as real people or that or thinking that they're never going to see it and you don't know that it's almost like people use social media as an excuse to basically bitch about people. And be a bully. Yeah, and it's but almost it's almost like being a little bit two-faced because they're happy to type it, you know, do the typey-typey online. Would they go up to that rider and say it to them? Probably was not. When you
0: were watching at London International Show, was there anyone who, when either of the Charlottes finished their test, sides hurling abuse at them from the audience?
1: No, but I think that there were some people who had strong opinions about various different but they weren't shouting no so what's
0: the difference between them not being brave enough to do that but going home and writing it on social media
1: yeah I think it's it's the whole putting it on a public platform like I say because obviously I have opinions about things like everyone does and I'm happy to say my opinion to trusted people that I'm friends with or my family or things like that but yeah it's putting it on a public platform where it's going to stay there and also you don't know who's going to share it where it's going to go and the sort of message that it's sending across I
0: think people don't understand the impact that their words have on not only our sport but over a million people's livelihoods as well yes and I just think watching a five minute or even a two minute or even a two second isolated clip online is not truthful about what anyone's life is like
1: yeah and also it's not possible to pigeonhole a sport like dressage or any equestrian sport for that matter because there is such a huge like subjectivity to it so yeah you know you might have one rider that looks at another rider and thinks they ride really well and another rider that thinks that they ride like terribly and that's not how they would do it but the principle really is is that there're so many different routes to the same goal with horses especially like in oh, dressage yeah. like for the top level riders at least their aim is to get to grand prix There's loads of different routes as to how to get there. Oh, many roads lead to Rome, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, as long as your route is sort of kind to the horse and putting the horse first and thinking about horse welfare, then it's fine. There is no right approach. It's just what works for you and that. I mean, you might have a different approach for a different horse. I mean, because they're so different as well. So I think being so judgmental and so one-sided... About, no, it has to be like this. No, she's doing it wrong. It has to be like that. It's like, well, you clearly haven't worked with horses then because they're all so different that you can't just use a one-size-fits-all.
0: Yeah, 100%. And also, with both of us saying this, we're not condoning horse abuse or negative training methods in any way. That's not what we're saying. But, for instance, if, you know, I think one of the main things was about, like, the neck frame and...
1: Yeah. You know, how tight the
0: neck was, which is when the horse's neck, if it looks compressed or lengthened, that was a huge thing. But I think what so many people just overlook and don't think about is that every single horse is built differently. If you look at me and Evie, for example, we're both humans, we're both nearly the same age, both female, but our body shapes are completely different. So the way that you can move your body is entirely different to the way that I move my body. And it's just ridiculous that people online think that every horse should go in exactly the same way. It just annoys me because I'm like, everyone walks down the street differently. So every horse is going to move differently and it's going to look different.
1: I think with neck carriage in particular as well, because it's often a confirmation issue how the horse's head is set on their neck. And various different aspects. So, you know, you could be riding a horse with a short neck, for instance, and the horse could be on the bridle and it could be completely through, completely soft and light in the hand and the way you want it to feel. But from the ground, it looks tight in the neck, but it looks tight in the neck because it has a short neck. Yeah. So if it's got a short neck and a big head, that's just how it's going to look visually. Yeah. You know, and I don't think people necessarily appreciate that always.
0: No like for instance I used to ride a stallion who had such a big cresty neck that his pole which is a bit between his ears the textbook should be at the top when you're riding them and then the neck goes underneath that it could never be at the top because his crest was so big when
1: whatever stage of the day he was standing in it would always be higher. Yeah and you know you it's like, get- what do you want me to do, chop it off? Some judges appreciate that and that's what makes them good judges because they judge what they're seeing. Others don't and, you know, it's like when I rode Louis at the Nationals, the cob, and they were like, you know, shoulders needs to be more up and open. It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. Da- he's, you know, he's as up as he can be based on his body. <laughs> yeah. There's only so much his body can do. But
0: also, no one's ever gotten 100%.
1: So we're not watching these videos going, this is perfection. And that's what Pammy Hutton said. She posted about the London Horse Show online. I think that was a very valid point, being like, well, yeah, no one got 100%, so it's not perfect. Yeah, They're not saying that that's, you know... I know. And then
0: condemning the riders and the training and everything because that horse took one wrong misstep out of 500 steps that it took
1: in that arena with... You know, 500 people watching. Also, what I'd like to add as well, actually, is I don't think it's overly professional as a rider to post something controversial like that.
0: No, I don't think it is.
1: I mean, obviously, I'm not in that circuit. I don't have that public image yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my resolutions. (laughs) But anyway, what I mean is even if I was, I wouldn't do that. In the same breath that if I went to a local show or a regional, I know some people make comments like, oh, you know, judges didn't seem to like him or something. I think that's different, but like bashing judges at such a public competition, I don't necessarily condone. And I think it links back to this sort of unawareness of the impact of what you post online and how it yeah. can blow up and go viral, and people can just misinterpret it and also just get jump on the bandwagon. And then it's like a witch hunt, you know?
0: Yeah. I think we all need to go back to like what I was taught as a child that is, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all.
1: Yeah. I mean unless it's like literal abuse
0: <laughs> I mean that's that's an entirely different matter, but this isn't literal abuse no is it's it?
1: like a matter of subjectivity yeah I mean it's
0: literal first world problems like there's bigger fish to fry in the world right now. Use- there are
1: children that are dying Kim. <laughs>
0: I feel like we got a little bit deep there and you got we we really sassy. Hope we didn't offend anyone, sorry.
1: But you know what? You got fired up. I was looking at you like, oh my
0: God. I know I did. But I just feel like these people get so fired up and they just need to know that it's not okay to <laughs> I'm going to
1: get fired up back. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta fight fire. They always say, they always say, fight fire with fire. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, don't be the bigger person. No, just keep fighting. And if you have something horrible to say, say it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it works (laughs) every time. It literally works like a charm. Oh, but okay. I hope you guys have enjoyed our first episode back,
1: first episode season three. Oh yeah, gosh, we're on season three already. Also, this probably isn't worth mentioning right now, but next month we will be a year old we will because our first episode we need to look that up actually our first ever episode went out in february didn't it
0: yeah i would say the irony of that is that we wanted to start in january and we didn't (laughs) so that just kind of has set the trajectory of um this podcast oh we did well though oh we did but if you do like this podcast please share it tell your friends about it post it online tag us in it what whatnot because we're not very good at promoting it so you guys need to help us with that (laughs) okay but anyway thank you so much for listening to this episode of that same and we will see you next week love you bye. bye